This is a Deco Podcast. Like anything that emerges from the collective passion of a group of people, the Star Wars fan holiday on May the 4th each year has no single point of origin. It has no official commitments here for formal dedication. It is a grassroots phenomenon that now transcends the English language pun that inspired it. Around the world, May the 4th be with you is more ubiquitously known as Star Wars Day. Star Wars, a new hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of Jedi. Star Wars, a new hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of Jedi. Han Luke, Princess Leia, Obi-Wan, and Vader 2. Yoda, Chewbacca, C-3PO, and R2. Droids, Rebels, Jedi Order, Sith, Empire, New Order, Pirates, Resistance, Bounty Hunters, Droids, Rebels, Jedi Order, Star Wars, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, Star Wars, Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalks, Will Annie. Lil Annie, before he was Vader. Little Padme, Little Padme, Jar Jar, Miss Windu. Pope in BB-8, Kylo Ren and Rey. Bobby Free and Snoke and Palpatine again. Star Wars, all of the Star Wars, so much Star Wars, don't forget Grogu. Never forget Grogu. Word life. (laughs) Oh, another Saf original. Hello and welcome to Drinkin' Geek Out, a show where we drink beer and geek out. I am your host, DW1318FN, and alongside me is... Saf, the Stormtrooper, and alongside me is... Is Keith Baca, and with me is... Pale Patine. Patine. Pale Patine. <laughs> Thank you for the assist. <laughs> Do it, Pale. Do it. Execute. Execute our secretary's can geek out. <laughs> and today's episode was featuring two toms to those that inspire us and other things unsaid. And we are talking about Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. If the song didn't tip you off. So the beer that we have in front of us just so happens to be mentioned in our previous episode mm-hmm. where we had a lovely interview with Cody Moon from the Science Project and he did this lovely collaboration with Two Toms. We do say this is Two Toms because that's who released it. But mm. if you take a look at the back of the can, there's this nice little logo that says Science Project. It was brewed at Two Toms, so they get the... Yep. main label but it was with cody who we talked to and listened to last week it was a great episode and we got a little insight on this beer and this collaboration right so uh, 
yeah, you have to check that out. Yeah, so we're sitting at 11.1% ABV. Mm. Uh, there's no IBUs on the can, but this is a stout, so you you know it's really tough to kind of yeah. see any IBUs in that situation. And it says, this is a collaboration with Science Project Brewing Company from Logan Sport, as we said. It is an imperial stout with toasted pecans, Tanzanian, Miobo honey, cacao nibs, and Tahitian vanilla beans. And that's what it says on the can. Off to the side. Fancy pants. Speaking of van. Pale, what's on this can? Uh, there is a chimpanzee sitting there looking at a human skull, it appears, uh, deep in thought. To be or not to be. To be <laughs> or not to be. That is a question. <laughs> is this like the you put a 10,000 monkeys in a room, one of them will end up writing Shakespeare at some point? Isn't that like a <laughs> saying? <laughs> <laughs> There's also like moths flying around and behind him in the like tan. Do you know what oasis. that's from? Dark necessities. Yep. There's also a book down. There's a bunch of books. He's sitting on a stack of them. He is. So he must be the one monkey out of 10,000 who <laughs> became the Shakespeare. Uh, I do not know what the scythe is about. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what that was. I thought it was a banana at first, and I was like, wait, no, there's something. It's some kind of weapon. Of I don't know. Yeah, it does. It looks like a hook or... Mm-hmm. Something to whittle down wood, maybe? That's yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know these type of tools, but that's interesting. And there's also, like, these mushroom-looking things on the very side of the can that mm-hmm. oh, yeah. are protruding. Mm-hmm. Maybe the cacao plant. Oh, that yeah, they could some sort of plant. Or the assume. vanilla beans, maybe. No, oh, those are skinnier. Yeah. I think those are smaller, but I, I don't know what be. they come out of. <laughs> and there's something embossed into this can, but I just can't really tell what it is. It kind of looks like Cthulhu, but maybe I'm just seeing things. But it's very <laughs> faint, very light brown. Kind of looks like old writing paper over the years. Yeah, yeah. which I think is what they're going for with all the books writing that's fair i like my cthulhu answer but you're probably you're probably right with yeah you're probably much closer with the paper (laughs) yeah it's you know it's something no that's cool it's a nice looking can the beer is black yeah there's no discussion much more than that yeah cody mentioned that last week when they opened it up and goes that is dark 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 (laughs) yeah it is the Millennium Falcon in space. <laughs> <laughs> or insert Star space Wars spaceship. Reference. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the color of this one. It's not uh, the Slave One. They renamed that. Yep, because that's inappropriate. So what do we have on the nose? I smell chocolate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lots of chocolate. And it's like I a like the chocolate, not like a dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Semi sweeter. Mm-hmm. I'd like to preface this by saying this has been sitting on my desk for two hours. <laughs> yeah, it's been there a while. <laughs> it's been out a while. I had it's it when it was cold. Yeah. Yeah. I just. But that's really all that I smell on the nose, mm-hmm. the chocolate. Yeah, I just poured mine, so mine's pr- pretty cold. Yours so. is cold, so you yeah. get the cold. But I can still get some of the vanilla from the nose. I smell nothing out of the can. No, I'm not getting much. So I, mean, I was wondering if like the honey stuck to the bottom or anything that would come through. Maybe a hint, but not much. No, hmm. not really. Not much at all. Yep. Keith has the right idea. We've been drinking this for an hour or two, so 
let's just jump right into it and rewet my palate. Thoughts. Yeah. So there's this warm sensation. And that could be because this beer is warm. <laughs> yes. Um, but it kind of coats the throat. It does. Mm-hmm. It's a throat coater. And that's <laughs> that's your honey. That's the honey. Yeah, that's yeah. your honey, honey. It's a thick guy. It kind of retains its like stuff on the side of the glass, whatever that is, when you Just swirl it. Viscosity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little thick. Um, I don't know if I really taste the toasted pecans. Um, cause I'm just getting like his overwhelming chocolate with like a smooth back end. So yeah. I think is the vanilla beans. Yeah. Like a, there's like a little sweetness from the vanilla that comes through yeah. and, and from the honey has like a little like sugar flavor, but yeah, the pecans I'm not really getting well, at this point. There's, there's a nutty roastiness to it. Not peanutty, but I'm getting a yeah. little bit of that at least on the pecans. taste. I uh, pecan't taste it. <laughs> It might have been there at one time. Maybe, maybe it when it's colder, pale. Pale? You getting some pecans? Mm, not really. Pecan't taste it either. <laughs> no. Uh, just the vanilla and, and the honey is more prevalent. Do get like a toasty, roasty mm-hmm. flavor in the beginning, but I don't have anything that tells me that this is a nut. So I don't, I don't know. It's probably it's been a, a while since I've had a pecan, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't That's seek them fair. out so That's very true. often. Yeah. Between that, a walnut, and all the rest of the nuts out there, besides a peanut, got plenty of peanuts. Almonds yeah. and cashews. Cashews, those are good. I love a cashew. Macadamia nuts. Almonds are like waxy to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not I'm a like, huge almond guy. Yeah. I drink almond milk, but like eating the the innards of the almonds and the the walnuts too. They're just very waxy and mm-hmm. soapy. To yeah, me. I know what you mean. They squeak when you eat them. <laughs> squeak. <laughs> but that's that's them saying, "Don't kill me." Yep. <laughs> Unlike this beer, just not squeaking. <laughs> uh, looking at Untapped, we've got two hundred and forty nine, or total check ins, two hundred eleven ratings, and it's a four point. Zero six. The friends I have are Keith and Dustin. I also see Allison on here. She said deep and dark but sweet and gave it a 375 in her VIP chalice. Yo. Uh, oh, that's right. She had it at the brewery, mm-hmm. but she also had it on our episode that she was on for the time loop where we talked about the Oh, Star yeah, that's Trek. right. Well, hmm. In the Groundhog's Day episode. Yep. I don't recall checking this in, but I guess I did. Hmm. Cody checked it in. I would hope. I'm friends <laughs> with him on the untapped. I got to get his I got to get I gotta, his friends. I got him too. Well, you guys just suck. <laughs> uh he gave it a four and a half. Didn't write anything. My man, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> My beer is good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't give it a 5, which is really weird because we gave the red turn. Yeah. A five, and I felt like we were unbiased as well. Um, I just wanted to read this post so you didn't write anything, but Ken Burns or K Ken <laughs> B gave it a four and a half. Mr. Smithers, some nice pictures. Don't see any words. These are all my type of people. Uh, Robert A at the Hopcat at Broad Ripple 
said, good start, finishes burnt, I think. Well, you should probably figure that out before you rate it. <laughs> Mike J had this at the science project in the beaker. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, and he said, same beer, different location. So it sounds like he checked it in prior. So this is dope. I love seeing that. I got Joshua Connett. He says, nutty, coffee, fucking good ass beer. <laughs> I love the way this smells. And he gave it a five. I got Brock R. One of the best Imperials I have ever had. Very good mix of sweet and toasted. Gave it a 475. Uh, Bliss Y said, surprisingly bitter, which is a bit jarring. Definitely get the vanilla and honey and both in the nose and the palate. Drinking this at home, so it's out of the can. Definitely smelling something that we're not. But she gave this a three. Thought that was pale. <laughs> well, I'm about to check mine in if we're ready for that stage. I believe so. All right. I gave it a four and a half, and I said cold or warm. It's delicious either way. I like that it's got like a sweetness to it there is a little bitterness to it but it like it's a good a balance between the two it's not overly in either direction it's i wouldn't classify it as a dessert beer or like a one of those like bitter stouts uh just goes down real smooth i think that's the honey i give this one a four at the brewery in a taster i don't know at what point of the night i was but i could tell you based on having this much older I think I still gave it a four. Um, that 11% kind of rocks you. <laughs> uh, but the sweetness covers it up Yeah, at the end. It's a secret. Yeah, the problem I have is I don't know if I dislike the, the nut selection or the fact that there is no nut flavor to it. I could use... I could use that nut flavor. So, I, I don't know. I think I'm just going to settle that what my original check-in okay. was. Next. I'll stick with my original, if I can find it. When I first had this on draft, let's see, when was this? Back in January, late January of this year, I said, roasty smooth stout with a hint of pecan. See, I, stum- I'm st- I still feel like I'm getting some type of nut, but I don't know. I need to try pecan now, so... <laughs> My nut, my nut palate's off. Um, and not overly sweet. Uh, like that in a stout, which helps the other flavors come out. Easy drinking for 11%. And I gave it a 4.25. And I gave this a 4.25. I said, nice blend of honey and vanilla towards the back end. Not getting much of the nutty flavor, but have a feeling I need to let it warm up. So as I was drinking this during the interview last week with Cody, it did get warm. The nutty pecan did start to come through a little bit more and the vanilla backed off a little bit, but I was drinking and drinking and drinking it and I had to go turn to my second can. Uh, So I'm going to, I have a little bit left in my glass. I'm going to let it sit for a bit and then come back to it. But uh, as of right now, it's a 425, but I think it potentially could get to four and a half. Very good. 
While we are getting the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drink and Geek Out. Get all sorts of cool, fancy updates and pictures. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff over on our website at drinkandgeekout.com. And you can email us any comments or suggestions at drinkandgeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content, and that is patreon.com slash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. All right, let's talk about some Star Wars. Uh, There's been many shows this year that we have not had a chance to cover so we're gonna hurry up and run them through them as quickly as possible not make this show go on forever yeah because it will and it could it could uh so first up we have obi-wan 10 years after the events of star wars episode 3 revenge of the sith in which the jedi were destroyed by order 66 and (laughs) obi-wan kenobi apprentice Anakin Skywalker became the Sith Lord Darth Vader. Kenobi is in hiding on the planet Tatooine watching over Anakin's son Luke. What? Uh, when he called on <laughs> a mission to rescue Anakin's daughter Leia. After she is kidnapped by the Galactic Empire's Jedi hunting Inquisitors in a plot to draw Kenobi out. This leads to a confrontation between Kenobi and Vader. I liked it. That there's a few takeaways from this one. First one is, if you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> like, major. Like, Obi-Wan Kenobi was a fucking mess in the first couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, what? what is going on? He was like... Working at that fish factory oh, like, or whatever. Yeah. Butching. Like, he was a butcher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then he was stealing it for his for his camel. Little horse thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was in real life. It was a camel. Yeah, but it was whatever fucking animal. That it was. I believe it was supposed to be a camel. Uh, the Inquisitor that um, used to be a youngling, fucking on point. I loved her storyline through and through. I know that America hated it because black girl right. in Star Wars. Uh, but I fu- I loved it. It was awesome. I, I think they did her dirty a little bit, but, I mean, it's a Star Wars film. The bad guys are always have something bad happen to them. <laughs> but the, the simple fact that uh, that one scene where they're trying to escape from Vader and he literally just, like, flicked his wrist and just, like, fucking mm-hmm. caught the plane. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so aroused right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was awesome. Like, listen, I watch Rogue One just to watch the last scene where Vader oh, just yeah, destroys everybody. That is one of the best scenes in all of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if Vader is going to be doing Vader stuff. Like, I'm, it's superb. Like, there's key moments throughout all the extra TV shows for or movies that have Vader in it that's just absolutely phenomenal. It's the Ahsoka Tano versus mm-hmm. Vader fight in Rebels. It's the... Uh, Vader fighting the rebels, trying to get the discat at the end of Rogue One, and it is this TV show where a he catches the plane or the the starship, and then he fights Obi Wan Kenobi. Like that, it's phenomenal. 
Like, they know how to tell a goddamn story here. Yeah. I really like them filling in this sort of section of the Star Wars mm-hmm. that we've heard about, but we've never seen. And they did it a lot better than the prequels did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't so... It Like, things happened. It wasn't just them, like, sitting in the Senate discussing things. Like, there's some action and there's some, like, emotions involved. And we'll see... Because they're coming back with season two, I'm imagining. Because they teased it, obviously, at the end. So uh, yeah, I assume. Well, I but... mean, every show teases it. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it doesn't mean it's happening. I mean, what what are you gonna do with uh, him and Qui Gon? I would imagine that would be fun. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, I honestly would take eight episodes of him working with Ghost Qui Gon. Yeah, mm-hmm. why not? That would be fun. Because I was really surprised they brought Liam Nielsen back for that. Yeah, that was awesome. I guess he's been in a couple of Clone Wars, like as the voice, yeah, mm-hmm. of Qui Gon in, in Ghost form. So I think he's a game for it. It seems like he's just a very unique voice and very unique. It's character hard to mimic. Where, right. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. You have to have him. Like the Obi Wan Kenobi, is, Ewan McGregor isn't the voice of Clone Wars. Ewan yeah, McGregor, you know, right? And, or, I guess Obi Wan Kenobi, right? <laughs> But because Liam Neeson has that weird accent that like doesn't exist outside of him, I don't know where he's from. He's been like he's lived everywhere. It seems like so he has like yeah. this weird amalgamation of like twenty accents yeah. when he speaks. It's, you can't nail down that, and it's hard. Yeah, so you really have to have him do it, or or it's going to sound weird. Right. Uh, if I could have the voice actor for Anakin play actual Anakin, I think yeah. I'd be set. I, I like yeah. I, I, I like yeah. Clone Wars way better than better. Hayden Christensen for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I do I mean, like they, that they brought him back just to like t- tie it together, but yeah, he's not right. good <laughs> ever. That's true. I mean, they did it with um, Mandalorian, yeah. Bo-Katan. It, the she's actress, great. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was originally the voice actress for Bo-Katan, and but she Clone was also. Wars. Like a live action actor before yeah, that's true. she was that's in like Battlestar Galactica and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you're just like a voice actor, all like who knows what that guy looks like that does the voice? If they they've only ever do yeah voices like well that's true. Eyes. There's like one guy that can do like four or five different voices and mm-hmm. looks nothing like any of the characters. Of so characters. yeah. <laughs> That would make sense. It would be funny if they used the Clone Wars CGI version <laughs> of him. It, but he's like, it, it's like Jar Jar Binks. It's like, yes. It's like the CGI character of a human. Uh, one <laughs> day, I'm sure that'll happen. I mean, they kind of did with uh, Grand Moff Tarkin in <laughs> the and last Leia. movie. Yeah, and Leia. And Luke. Oh, yeah, Luke yeah. in the uh, season finale of Mandalorian yeah all right Andor beginning five years before the events of Rogue One the greatest Star Wars movie ever made and New Hope which is probably the most boring ever made the series (laughs) follows an ensemble cast of characters during the time that a rebel alliance is forming in the opposition to the galactic empire one of these characters is Cassian Andor a thief who becomes a revolutionary and eventually joins the rebel Rebellion. So this, I, I love Rogue One. Andor is my least favorite part of Rogue One, so I was not really looking forward to this show. But I loved it. I liked it more oh, than Obi Wan. I really liked like, Andor. It was like, so good. All the acting. I love that like whole prison. Mm-hmm. Keith, have you seen? 
Oh, you can spoil it because I watched one episode and I did not like it at all. So. I didn't like it at first, but <laughs> so, it really okay. gets. So I'm going to be Mister Negative on this one. So I texted <laughs> the group and mainly targeting Seth is you have to watch them in three episode bursts. Yeah, like you had setup, setup. Ooh yeah, <laughs> setup, setup. <laughs> setup, setup. What did I just watch? You know. Um. I think all of it was really good. Andy Serkis' role in yeah, this Yeah, like all that TV prison shows, stuff so with Andy Serkis. Like, I loved that. Like, that's never been shown in Star Wars before. Like, this whole prison <laughs> island thing that, like, we've never even thought of. Like, a, what, what does a prison look like in Star Wars? And then they, like, built this whole thing. And it's, like, so cool how they, like, do the escape and all that. It's just... And then, Andy like... Serkis, he's like, I can't swim. <laughs> yeah, so he's... Yeah. <laughs> Just kill him. Yeah, like Dustin said, not every episode is like a banger in this show, but mm-hmm. like yeah. set up, set up. Oh my god, this is like one of the best things that Star Wars has ever put together. And then mm-hmm. set up, set up. Oh my god, like the prison break scene. Like <laughs> this is amazing. Like television. I mean, it's yeah. pretty much movie quality in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, the cast is just stellar too. Yeah, all the acting, hundred percent. Like I don't remember names, but I'll tell you, Athema from. Uh, Good Omens, who's uh, love interest, kind of. Oh, yeah. She's, getting, uh, she's fantastic. Um, Even like the lady that plays like his mom or stepmom mm-hmm. or whatever. She's really good. The older lady. Yeah. Adopted mom. Yeah, whatever was, that really is. Really technically was. His backstory was amazing. The shit he went through was pretty, you know, tough. And, you know, he persevered. He had a reason to do what he did. Uh the the pri- like not the prison break but the the job that they did where they ended up stealing the payload aka the 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 payroll and then oh, he yeah. just fucking kills that guy afterwards uh, who tried to like steal the money and he's like no I'm not gonna split it with you <laughs> and then he's like here take it I don't want it <laughs> do what you need it the galaxy needs with it I'm not doing this and it's like God damn Cassie let's go very upset that there's no K2SO in this one yeah that, hopefully he's in season two because they did announce that and like that whole showdown between like the stormtroopers and like the planet like little city like in the last episode that's really awesome the big hammer guy that's like banging on the anvil up at the top oh, yeah. I love that guy <laughs> that was yeah it was it was good that guy kind of annoyed me who had the personal vendetta. Oh, yeah. That w- but you know, got to have that annoying yeah. uh, Imperial guy. Just have to. He's a good actor, too, even though he was a shithead. But all of the actors I, I, were. I loved him. I absolutely yeah. loved him, but he's a shithead. Yeah. <laughs> so usually the guys, the people that play the shitheads are the really good actors. So. Yeah. It's, it's just like yeah. uh, Moff Gideon John, or whatever. Yeah, Moff Gideon or John Walker from the. Captain America, Winter Soldier, or Falcon and Winter Soldier, the oh, yeah, Walker yeah. character. Yeah. Shithead. But, Wonderful actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Phenomenal actor. Fucking shithead. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, I can take this one because I've seen this one. Tales of the Jedi. Each episode of the Tales of the Jedi tells a story featuring Jedi from the Star Wars prequel trilogy era. The six episodes are split into two paths, the first following Ahsoka Tano across various points in her life, and the other depicting, which was really cool, a young Count Dooku before his fall to the dark side of the Force, which was neat. Yeah, I 
I really like those those Dooku episodes because like we don't really get much of his backstory mm. in the prequels, and it's, he's an interesting character. And like, how did he become a Sith? And like, they mentioned him in like maybe in Mandalorian or something. Like in one of the live action things, they talk about how Dooku was right; he just did it in the wrong way or mm-hmm. something. And that's like, oh yeah, we get to see that in this. Yeah, right. that was neat because that was like closing a door on something. Because even when him and Yoda in the big fight scene back in the the prequels, it's like, wait, young apprentice, wait, what? Like, when when yeah. did all this happen? Like, and we get to see know. him defeat Yaddle yeah. in that epic battle, and it's like, oh, Yaddle was in Phantom Menace, but we never see her never again, and it's like, it. oh, this is what happened to her. Yeah, yeah, this is like, this is why. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think that this uh, parallels. Um, Harley Quinn a little bit where Harley Quinn was created in the TV series for the Batman whereas Ahsoka Tano was created in the Clone Wars Mm -hmm. for Anakin and I will gobble it up I'll take all of the Ahsoka Tano content yeah I can't wait for that show especially especially for the Tales of the Jedi the Ahsoka part yeah those were good yeah you get to see her like as a baby and like Mm -hmm. Learning that she has the force and all that—that's really good. That was neat. Backstory, <laughs> yeah. Where she was riding that tiger into town, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. As a baby, they're all like what? searching for her because she's missing, and <laughs> yeah, she's like tamed this giant beast. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. And it was only like there were like eleven minute episodes, and there's yeah, like two short, so you could like breeze through that. Mm-hmm. That was, like, was one sitting for me. I watched them. <laughs> the bat. The Bad Batch Season 2, Clone Force 99, also known as the Bad Batch, a group of elite clone troopers with genetic mutations that were first introduced in Star Wars, the Clone Wars, take on daring mercenary missions in the aftermath of the Clone Wars. Unlike the majority of the clone army, most of the Bad Batch is able to resist the influence of Order 66, which turned their brethren into brutal and blindly obedient slaves of Imperial Palpatine. In doing so, they become fugitives of the Galactic Empire in its earliest days, while Grand Moff Tarkin begins phasing out the use of clones in favor of irregular humans as stormtroopers. I haven't watched season... Has anybody seen season two yet? I haven't... I only watched season one so far. I have. I think I've seen it. It is the... Worst. The worst. <laughs> I do not like Omega. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why I haven't. Yeah, I gave up on it. Ruined it but. And it is 100% the Omega show. I thought their characters were interesting on Clone Wars, but yeah, the the addition of her and then putting the one bad batch guy as like the bad guy. I want, yeah, Crosshair. Yeah. yeah that there's me. there's a there's a Crosshair story arc in season two that's worth watching okay so it's definitely worth watching I'll check it out uh, okay but it, i mean i swear to fuck like with Ec- like between tech and echo and their mentalities and their philosophies on life how it's like oh it doesn't matter we just move on that's how we are and echo's like we are all expendable we're clones and mm-hmm. omega's getting heartbroken and he's like what do you want me to say and she's like i want you to care <laughs> and then, like, the next episode, Echo leaves to join with Rex as, you know, uh, a different covert thing while the Bad Batch does their own thing. And then 
Echo's like, but we're family. Oh my God. Like, you mm. fucking hated him last episode. <laughs> what the? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it, it's geared more towards kids, so it's hard. To, I don't want to, I mean, like. They, they always are. Every single one is. And, of course, I'm not going to be upset about it. Yeah. But, come on. Like, Omega. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk too negatively, because I understand why they're doing it. It's not for me, but. I would like yeah. to enjoy it. I would say watch it. I would say watch it for sure. There's good moments to it. I mean, yeah, I watched... that's, that's how the first season was. I was like, oh, one episode would be batshit boring. And then the next episode, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. I like this action. I like what they're doing. And I like this story. And then the next episode would be back to like, what the fuck am I watching again? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Pretty much. All right. Lastly, we have Mando season three third season of the American television series The Mandalorian stars Pedro Pascal as the title character, a bounty hunter traveling to Mandalore to redeem his past transgressions and his adopted son Grogu, and being aided on their journey by fellow Mandalorian Bo-Katan Kreese. My only problem with that description is he doesn't actually adopt Grogu until the last episode of the entire series. I mean, he treats him as a son throughout, but yeah, he doesn't become adopted until officially until the end, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah. So one of the things that I had major issue with is the titles. Yeah. You said uh, I, I didn't pay attention to the title, so they didn't bother me. Right. So the second to the last episode was The Spies, mm-hmm. but there was no spies in there other than the one informant who was like, hey, Moff Gideon, there's some Mandalorians. So was that the spy? Because it really wasn't spying. And there's nobody a part of the Mandalorian crew that was spying. So who the fuck were the spies? Misdirect. Misdirect. And then the last episode was called The Return. The Return of what? Mandalore? Because you should probably make that the title, not The Return. The Return makes it sound like there's going to be another cameo of like a Star Wars character mm. that comes to help out the day. Mm. But there's none of that. So I was like, what is The Return? I think they're returning Mandalore to its proper glory but they don't want to say that in the title because that'll spoil the whole thing so it's like (laughs) it's hard to do a title and not give away anything so they have to be kind of vague when they do it but then yeah like the spies they're they're, i mean there's the one spy that i can think of in the show but right it's pluralized right i mean i would gladly watch a docu or some kind of breakdown where they tell me who the spies are <laughs> or or what the titles mean. Like, I'll gladly watch that, but, like, the titles didn't make any sense to me as I was watching this. But that's my only grab because, of course, I'm a huge Mandalorian fan. <laughs> like, this show is yeah. incredible. Anytime Mandalorian or Grogu are on screen, I'm, like, <laughs> peak hard on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. great. I love every second of it. And Bo-Katan at this point, she's great too. Yeah. And it's really weird. Every single Mandalorian has more emotion than I do. <laughs> like you could tell like what they're thinking yeah. or how they're feeling and they, and don't, they don't have, even have faces. Yeah, they're behind masks all the time. It's crazy. And it's just some great acting. It's like the twist of the head. Like, yeah, the stance up, like, oh. that they take, like how they like hold their arms and stuff. You can tell like... Are they mad? Yeah. Are they like standoffish or like whatever? Yeah, just Pedro Pascal in the head turn. Like you hear yeah. something, he's like, "What the fuck?" Without saying anything, I'm like, <laughs> he doesn't like what he said, or he's confused. Yeah, like how the fuck did I know that? 
There's no face. <laughs> See, m- real quick, my issue was I felt like there was too many filler episodes in this season. Like That's how every season of the show has uh-huh. been. And I think this season has the least amount of that. The past seasons is like, oh, go to this planet. Now go to this planet. Now go to this planet. And this now is like, there's at this. least a, there's that, a thing yeah. they're building right. towards the whole time. Yeah. And the yeah, other there's... times it's just like, oh, now you're doing this bounty hunter mission. Now you're doing this bounty. And there's none of that. So at least I feel like there's this has the least, if that's your complaint, that you need to go complain <laughs> about the other three seasons. Because <laughs> that's not... Then I can go the back and watch part. the other two seasons because yeah, I felt like yeah. this one was really bad with, let's go do this I mission will, on this planet and then go to this one and do this mission. I will say, I didn't know what the overall mission was until like the third or fourth episode. Like, I was like, okay, so they're going to go find a droid and then do the the waters. Oh, they did that. Fucking what's next? <laughs> <laughs> but then I will say... Episode six, seven, eight is probably like the best, like three episodes of the entire series. Yeah, that's what I had just got done because I watched those all in a row. I'm like, okay, Mandalorian season three is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I've watched all those and it, it, it's like perfect because I have like 12 minutes left to watch on the finale, which I unfortunately I wasn't able to finish it <laughs> before we recorded. And you were still the last one on, <laughs> but I'm like, I mean, this is might be the best three episodes of the entire series so this is freaking awesome it just kind of makes up for how i felt earlier in the season oh it ends looney tunes and i hate it (laughs) it ends looney tunes but pretty much (laughs) like you know how the like you have a a scene and then all of a sudden oh yeah it does do that (laughs) it goes i know exactly what you mean to a certain spot (laughs) Like a like a focus point. Like mm. let's say that everything went black except for Pale's face, and yeah, he like goes, winked. And he he just, like winked at us. Like <laughs> it's like the thing you that need. Is, to, that is exactly what happens. Uh, <laughs> but it's fucking. Funny. It's like the one second. Tunes. It's but, the very last second, and I was like, "This ruined it for me." I fucking hate this show. Now. I think it fits though because <laughs> I'm canceling like, Disney Plus. <laughs> Star Wars always has had those like star wipes to transition between scenes mm-hmm. and like those weird different wipes. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't yeah. like feel out of place, but it was kind of silly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Looney Tunes, man. <laughs> Uh, no, I want to watch Al- it just for that. <laughs> you should. Al- yeah. Allison, Allison was sitting there. She's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so silly. But I mean, that could have been the series finale. But I'm glad they're coming back for a season four because it ties up everything that they've been yeah. building towards. Honestly, I thought it was. I honestly thought it was series finale. So they're I'm coming glad back. You hear that it's in. Hmm. Sweet. Got to keep milking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you have so much canon that needs to be explored. Mm-hmm. Explore it. Speaking of things that needs to be explored, we have some shows and trailers that are coming soon. To theaters or Disney Pluses near you. There's one uh, that I forgot to write on here, so it kind of ties into what we were just talking about. So I'll mention it because I'll forget otherwise. They Dave Filoni, who does like Clone Wars and all Mandalorian, he's involved in Mandalorian. He invented Ahsoka and all that. He is working on a m- movie that will tie together everything that he's done. So it'll tie together like the Clone Wars, Mando, Boba Fett. All of the stuff that he's been working on will culminate in a movie at some point. Hmm. Um, one thing that I'm looking forward to, obviously, because I watched Rebels and I enjoy Rebels, 
is the Star Wars Ahsoka is coming to Disney Plus officially in August of this year. Uh, pretty excited about that. As soon as the trailer dropped, I watched it several times. Yeah, there's a lot going on in that trailer. A lot of stuff I didn't understand not watching Rebels, but I love Ahsoka and I liked her in uh, what's her name that plays her in Mandalorian. Uh, Rosio uh, Dawson, the yeah. night nurse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think she's great. So I'll definitely be watching that. But I, there was a lot of stuff that was going over my head in that trailer. And but yeah. I was like, I know this as a reference to something, but I. Right. I didn't see the. Re- I never was part of the reference. <laughs> I feel like after this comes out, season four Mandalorian is going to have a little Sabine in it, and I'm excited about it because Sabine is a Mandalorian, and she is not House Kree's, but in Rebels there's a communication between her and Bo-Katan mm. and the family. So I'm pretty excited about that. You see Chopper and Hera. You do not see Ezra, even though he said he's credited in being there. Yeah. And and you don't see uh, Keenan. Uh, but you do see Keenan at the beginning of the first episode of Bad Batch. Yeah. Because he is the Jedi that the Bad Batch let go because he's a child in the Bad Batch. Um, and so that leads into, technically, into Rebels because it's kind of like, a, yeah, that was cornered in, you know, order 66 like everyone else but i was able to get away well why were you able to get away because the bad batch will let you get away (laughs) so i recognize what is his name like ratchet or something the droid uh that's chopper chopper there yeah yeah and then these the there was oh i forget his name uh he's a oh my god i'm gonna i'm just gonna fucking have to look this up so like a not a zebrak character but it's um it's like a purplish, like man monkey looking character in Rebels. Um, he he made an appearance in Mandalorian. Uh, Zeb, Zeb Aurelios, and Zeb Aurelios is a uh, I can't think of the name of their Lasans. They're Lasans, so they have like i don't know features that make him look like a kind of like a dog or a bat or like a monkey like a certain type of thing and he was in mandalorian that was him oh okay i saw that guy he was like in the last episode yeah or one of the last few episodes so yeah i don't know i'm really looking forward to ahsoka and if you haven't seen rebels even though it is geared towards kids watch rebels it is fantastic it is worth your time if you sat through and you stomached all 700 episodes of clone wars <laughs> you can watch 30 episodes of rebels it's, i thought it was I mean, more than that it probably is it's like 60 something maybe i watched like a compilation of all the ah- ahsoka scenes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah definitely worth it a couple more bullet points is it back to me Daisy Ridley is to reprise her role as Rey in the upcoming Star Wars movie, directed by Charmaine Obeid-Shinoy, while Dave Filioni and James Mangold will helm other films in the franchise. Her movie from Obeid-Shinoy, Miss Marvel, penned by Peaky Blenders creator Stephen Knight, will be set after the events of her previous movie in the franchise as she builds a new Jedi Order. That's... 
Yeah, that was an interesting reveal. She was actually at the Star Wars event recently in April mm-hmm. and like uh, did like a little announcement. And there's to big cheers, even though like it seemed like people didn't really care for her character. So it's interesting that yeah. I guess they're going to continue it because what else are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, but. she's Ray Skywalker hyphen Palpatine. Palpatine. <laughs> uh, I know uh, John Boyega was recently asked if he'd return for this, and he'd said, yeah, but they're not going to Disney Plus me, so uh, huh? I'll be back for the movies, but I ain't doing that <laughs> Disney Plus shit. Uh, <laughs> that's oh, awesome. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. That was his stance from like the very beginning. Like, I ain't yeah. doing Disney Plus shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm a movie star. I'm a, yeah, I'm, I do Take movies. Take my movie and put a bunch of filler in it and stretch it out <laughs> over two yeah. seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Or sideline my character for most of the yeah. last trilogy. Well, I mean, he was very important in the second one, and then nothing not in the last important one. ever. Well, maybe they'll do that to uh, to Daisy's character now. Just turn yeah, her into an asshole, like they did Luke. Be, so yeah, I know. I wonder fuck, what fucked how him over. So <laughs> I thought it was time for the Star Jedi to end. Yeah. It was the rise of Skywalker. So I don't know. I'll watch it, but I, I'm not really looking forward to it <laughs> based on the last few movies. Star Wars spinoff, The Acolyte, hits Disney Plus in 2024. The Acolyte is a show focused on the dark side of the Force with a cast led by Amandla Stenberg. It also features a handful of other big names like The Matrix star Carrie Ann Moss and Squid Game's Lee Jong-Jay. Leslie Headland, the co-creator of Netflix's Russian Doll, is serving as showrunner, director, and executive producer. The series was described as Frozen meets Kill Bill. So I will not be watching this. So, okay, cool. Can't we'll figure out what that means. <laughs> I love Kill Bill. Sounds really weird. So it's a how musical? Frozen ties in. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's two sisters that want to kill so, each other? That's what, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Is the main star named Kristen? Yeah. No. Kristen Bell. It's Amanda Steinberg. Mandela. Like, are they building snowmen? That's my <laughs> biggest question. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Uh, Josh Gad will voice a droid that parts keep falling off of. <laughs> I don't get that reference. He's the snowman and his freaking parts <laughs> keep falling off of him in Frozen. Because he loves huh. summer. <laughs> And he melts. I've never seen Frozen. Watch it. It's good. Mm, no, I passed. I'm good. It wasn't bad. Well, don't, don't talk negatively about stuff you haven't seen because it's not bad. <laughs> I didn't say anything negative. I just said, who is that? I don't get that reference. That's not negative. I don't know. I, I could see it in your face. <laughs> You're judging us for watching the, something. The, I didn't judge you. I, I judge the listeners with my eyes. <laughs> the listeners that can't see you. Uh, Star Wars first skeleton crew footage teases a youthful adventure series with Jedi Jude Law. The show is set in the New Republic era and will follow a group of kids lost in the galaxy trying to find their way home. The show is described as Star Wars version of some Amblin's coming of age films from the 1980s like E.T. or The Goonies. It sounds to me like Star Trek Prodigy. Yeah. Uh, the trailer of Skeleton Crew, which was shown only to those in attendance at uh, Star Wars 
Star Wars celebration introduces us to four young heroes. The sense of adventure, traveling in a, on a spaceship, being hunted by aliens, meeting a Jedi for the first time has a youthful excitement and sense of hope. So it's Star Trek Prodigy. That's yeah, exactly the plot of it. <laughs> pretty much. Kind of reminds me of like an episode of like Visions. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, that's exciting. I like Jude Law quite I a bit. I do too. And I like that they're gearing things towards kids. That will bring new eyes into the franchise, I guess. Yeah, I mean, every single Star Wars movie and single TV show was geared for kids. <laughs> just those they don't kids have grew star, up. Yeah, they don't star kids like yeah, this one. The, yeah, the kids just grew up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't, it should be fun. Jude Law's a good actor. Yeah. Good to see him in things. And I love the Goonies, so. Yeah, and, yeah. I loved him in Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. As Mr. Watson? Mr. Watson, yeah, very good character. He was also good in Captain Marvel. He was also good in Dumbledore movie. Yeah. The, Fantastic Beats. Yeah, the the Fantastic Third Beats. Third one. <laughs> he played one. Dumbledore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he played, he, yeah. He also was really good in the movie Holiday with Jack Black. Um, is he intelligent, Mr. Ripley? Yeah. He's good in that. <laughs> I couldn't even remember if he was in it or not <laughs> a second ago, but I say he's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Andor season two. Awesome. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. It's aiming for an August 24 premiere date. We're also given a few clips from season two and we hear Mon Mothma say, if we do not stand together, we will be crushed, which is awesome. It's fantastic. Uh, it also shows Cassian, uh, Deidre, Cyril and Bix. I love Bix. Uh, Gilroy also discussed how knowing, or yeah, wait, yeah. Gilroy also discussed how knowing the show is ending with season two has actually been a great thing for the team. If you know your ending, it really helps. <laughs> it's literally what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gilroy said there are a lot of don't shows. need to editorialize a thing that's the quote says it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did I read that twice? <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of shows shows that I love, and they're trying to figure out where they're going. We know where we're going. It's kind of like the escape from prison. You know where you're going. Well, it's just like Rogue One. We know how yeah. that ends. Mm-hmm. And and they know, they basically established that this season will end right where Rogue One picks up. So with where we see Andor, in the, where he's introduced in Rogue One, it's like the last thing we will see. In the series, which is oh, where he runs wow. into uh, yeah. Felicity Jones, yeah, a true with uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, that's kind of perfect, mm-hmm. and it's great that they they know this. They're only doing whatever eight more episodes, and they this is the story they're going to tell, and then we're not going to stretch it out for ninety million years. That's, <laughs> that's why I love Andor. Let's go, yeah. dude! That's awesome. Then the last thing here, we have Star Wars Dawn of the Jedi movie announced about origins of the Force from Logan director. According to James Mangold, he was inspired by biblical epics like Ben-Hur and wants to tell the epic story inspired by Roman times about how the Force was first discovered and first used. For good and for bad. (laughs) We'll see our first Siths? Probably. I think this sounds interesting. Yeah. I I wonder how like what the like 
time period is going to be what it's going is it going to be medieval looking but in star wars terms or like yeah what does what, that yeah, look like they're already wearing <laughs> robes and doing yeah, all sorts exactly. of stuff yeah, so. i mean we kind of we already have depictions of the old republic yeah yeah and there's like comic book called dawn of the jedi so it's like a very popular line of comics that i haven't read but i wonder if they'll be pulling from that or Probably. doing their own thing yeah i assume they're pulling from that uh but yeah that that'll be interesting this last little thing here, they released this image of the new timeline or the official timeline. It's uh, It breaks down the history of the franchise into nine distinct periods, starting from the Dawn of the Jedi and ending with the new Jedi Order, which is where the new Rey movies will be. So we got Dawn of the Jedi, the Old Republic, which we've seen in like the prequels, the High Republic, the Fall of the Jedi. Those are all your prequel era. Then we yeah, got the... the the High Republic is just a book series right now, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all back yeah. in that yeah, yeah. era of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And then we got The Rise of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, and then The New Republic. And then that leads us into like the new last trilogy, which is like The Rise of the First Order, and then The New Jedi Order. So I mm-hmm. like how they kind of broke it down. They all have their own symbols, so you know what timeline yeah. you're in. That's cool. If you were to get a tattoo and you were going to pick one of those logos, which one would it be? Uh, it's probably the Age of the Rebellion. <laughs> yeah, the the more noticeable yeah, one. The yeah, one that the one that everybody knows. recognizable, yeah. Yeah. I think I would go with something unrecognizable, but also like something meaningful. The the Dawn of the Jedi just looks really dope. But That does the, look cool. It's like the yeah. New Jedi Order looks really cool as well. I like that one too. Because it looks like a lightsaber, but with mm-hmm. like angel wings, or the other one looks like a lightsaber, but with like a person holding it or something. And then there's yeah. its dichotomy of like light and dark, almost yeah. like a yin yang type mm-hmm. of thing. I, yep, that's yeah. what they're going for. Old Republic looks like a pelican. Is that what it's supposed <laughs> to be? It's the peacock logo. That's peacock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rise of the First Order looks like a a butthole. <laughs> it does. Oh, I was gonna say the rise of the empire looks more like the ball. That does too. Yeah, it does. I think uh, it's just the inverse of the other the, one. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> the rise of the buttholes. The fall of the Jedi also looks like a. There's a lot of buttholes yes. involved in this. Yeah. The, the High Republic like, is just the NBC like peacock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> With the uh, Leonidas's Spartan the spear, the spear, yeah, yeah from Assassin's Creed. If you played that one. But yeah, we got lots of stuff to look forward to. And then we, I don't know, maybe we'll cover Mandalorian in a separate episode, or it might be something we don't get to until May 4th next year. Pretty much. We'll do a Star Wars episode once a year and cover it all in an hour. Because we we nailed it this time. We did it. We did it. Mm. (laughs) We did it. We did it. All right, until next time. Drink up. Drink up. And geek out. And geek out. Geek out. Bum, 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 bum.